Welcome to the Brightside Podcast. Uh, hey guys, I'm Stu. And I'm Ben. And we have a guest today. Yeah, that's right. We're joined here today by the one and only... Brian Sov. It's pronounced Suave. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the soap? It's I, My nickname all through sixth grade was literally Shampoo. That's a shame. I, I thought it was going to be something more like... Is it because risque, you people- like drop the soap or something? <laughs> I mean, it was Mormon country. That's so. what I would... Ju- well, that's true. <laughs> That's what I would have jumped to. Uh, Brian is our pastor at Refuge Church. He's yeah, the pastor of preaching liturgy. Church Deeplin after this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we and, entered the gulags. Yeah, this morning. Yeah. So hey, how is everybody's week? It's so weird having another person. I don't really know what to do. But Stuart, how was your week? Uh, yeah, my week's been good. It's Wednesday, uh, the twenty fourth. That's right. Uh, I don't know. Things are things are going good. Sounds it still exciting. seems like the year is going by real quick, but yeah. Yeah, you know, it does, but at the same time, same as last week, dude, I'm like, it has been forever since we recorded, but it's only been seven days. But it feels like a really long time, but it also feels like time's flying. We're living in weird... We're living in weird... <laughs> <laughs> We are living in weird. We're living in weird. Everyone can agree. <laughs> I think we can. Uh, Brian, what about you? Yeah, great time as to you ask drink coffee. coffee. <laughs> as you take a sip. You know, it's been good. Got to got to sing some psalms with my homeboys. Not Ben. Yeah. But Stu. Yeah, that's I true. I did get to sing some psalms. I was Stu us, last night. It's, it's what's called a loyalist. <laughs> I, I was picking up my lovely pregnant wife oh, okay. from the airport. He's going to drop the pregnant I'll have card. you know. She's... Fine. She's pregnant. I'll that's allow that's it. pregnant with like capital P. She's due like She's due in ten weeks. Yeah, your your boy's just gonna come in. He's gonna <laughs> she's gonna sneeze and he's gonna fall out. Probably. That's how it goes. Bra- how, hey, Bradley method. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the Bradley that method. That is the Bradley that's the method. Whole method. You eventually sneeze sneeze and, birth. Yep. Yeah, and the baby just flies across the room. Luckily the cord catches him and it's like a bungee. <laughs> This is uh, not medical advice. Uh, you should not consider anything that just happened medical It's advice. not medical it's advice, true. but it is medical <laughs> it is, advice. It is good advice. It's medical. <laughs> <laughs> it's medical in a way. So, uh, yeah, so your week's been good? It's been it's been pretty good, pretty decent, as the kids would say. I had a oh, that's cool. You know, good time psalm singing. The only, the only bad part was this flat tire situation. Mm. Almost didn't even make it here this morning. And that's because Ben was, oh, you're talking about... I thought, talking, I thought you were talking about the flat tire that was missing from Psalm Sing. That's right. Hey, you know what? If anything, that just shows how integral I am to the Psalm Sing. It's so true. thank you. Ben, you, you are. feel your presence. How did the, did the flat tire happen last night? It's, you know, I have a regularly scheduled flat tire because I drive a $1,000 vehicle. Right. And the, the where the bead meets the wheel is rusty. So the tire place was like, you should buy a new wheel. And I was like, you don't understand. That represents 12% of my vehicle's value. <laughs> right. So I'll air it up every four days. So I went to do my regular airing up, and then I hear some air escaping. Mm. Oh, no. I also have a hole in my tire. Mm. So, yeah. But, but you know, singing psalms really outweighed it. Yeah. I felt good after So when that. you said, no joke, when you said you had a flat tire yesterday, I immediately thought of fat tire, the beer. <laughs> I can't come. So, I can't come I can't, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm having a beer. I'm having. Uh, I was like, "What beer? are you? Oh, a flat tire. Yeah, a um, literal. Yeah. I had my first ever lunch beer during work this week. I have nice. never done that. It, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've never. I actually texted Stu and I said, "Tell me I'm not an alcoholic for doing this," and he said, "I do it all the time." 
even before the Rona. So yeah, I I do that all the time. All right, well, right here, it was glorious. I mean, would you? Yeah. Do you guys want a beer right now? Yes. <laughs> Six a, seven a.m. beers are the best. Is there a is there a, a law on that? Only if we had been up all night and it was now seven would right. that be permissible. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've, I'm drinking Kahlua in my coffee right now, so <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, drinking. I put some vodka in my water. Wow, that's this, a that's a bit more harsh. You know, I want you guys to know that this is not what our church is really like, listeners. That's true. We don't just drink all the time. No, just mm. in the morning. Mm-mm. Just, <laughs> just before and after and during lunch. Just at the Lord's table, okay? Right. <laughs> we can all agree. No, no, we're, not, we're not sitting at my desk, the Lord's table. <laughs> so, uh, should we uh, should we talk about some news? Should we, news? <clears throat> Are there news this yeah, week? Are there news? <laughs> what? Is there? Are there news? Well, I have some. You'll have to excuse the Georgia in Missouri. Yeah. And instead... Yeah, you've got some uh, news. Ridiculous news. Yeah, so the tags... This is from Not the Bee. Unless um, the Bee. Yes. I went through deftwire.com, mm. and it took me to Not the Bee. So that's kind of like... That's kind of... I don't know what the comparison is, but they're basically the same It's site. nepotism. Yeah. Technically speaking. It's yeah. riding the coattail. Uh, the tags for this is COVID, SAD, and Japan. Any guesses? I'm intrigued. Is it about COVID-19 in Japan and sadness? Sadness. Yes. The headline is, Japan now has a minister of loneliness. And man, it's really just incredibly sad. What? Like a minister of loneliness? A government official <laughs> who is in charge of loneliness. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um, Does he just have like one of those faces that's just always... Like so so it doesn't it doesn't have a picture cat. of him, but what it does have is a picture of the sad meme guy. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. even better. Yeah, which yeah. is probably what this man looks like at all times. So that is the minister. This is a Japanese guy. He's just like this is a Japanese guy. You will not be sad anymore. Yes, <laughs> I have a, a spoken. That's just racist. We're gonna have to cut that. out. <laughs> <laughs> that was spot on, though. That didn't was it? <laughs> so. Uh, Japan is actually not the first country to do this, um, which I, which I think is crazy. The UK did this in 2018. The reason Japan is doing it is because suicide rates are the highest they've ever been in the month of October, October. Yeah. In the month of October, more people died by suicide in Japan than COVID-19. But the reason that everyone's dying is because of the lockdowns. Mm Mm-hmm because of COVID-19. Wasn't so, it more people died in October than the whole year of COVID-19? Yes. Have you read this article? I feel that, uh, not the Minister of Sadness thing or whatever his name was. Oh, but something else about it? I read the more people have died by suicide in October than the whole... Okay, well, yeah, that's true. The whole thing combined. Yeah. Then, the, then really? all of the Then the like year. the year of COVID-19. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. In it's one month. Wild. October. Predictable. So naturally, naturally... The government says, well, we have to do something about this. We, we got to step in. More power. Yeah. We need more yeah. power. We need more of your money so what that can, we can what, appoint. What solution can we provide for the problem that we created? Right. More a, a meaningless More officer. of us. Yeah. <laughs> so yet an exhibit Z, exhibit ZZ, yeah. if we're using the Excel notation, mm-hmm. of the government thinking that it is everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it steps in and says, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're your physician. So you can't go to the grocery store. 
And if you do, you got to wear a hazmat suit. And then it says, now that we ruined everyone's lives by doing that, we're going to make everyone's lives better by using more of your tax money to appoint a meaningless title to a meaningless officer who's going to do literally nothing for you. The, on, mm. the only way that this story could get better is if the this minister of loneliness, of loneliness yeah, is if he was a transgender man. Named Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the Japanese version of Dolores Umbridge, in case you didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Put some subtitles on the pod for that part. Yeah. Sub, Wait. Subtitles. Closed captioning provided by racism. This is, <laughs> I'd also like to point out, I put something on Facebook this week that said that secularism is the worldview that eats its young. You and had some good discussion. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. stand by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this is actually an example of that, mostly because I just want to talk about that yeah yeah that i think it was a good idea yeah it was a good one but this is a uh, this is a man-centered policy enforced by the government Mm -hmm. because what it's saying is that your loneliness is a product of just the fact that you're human uh who is an accident of the universe and so the fix for the loneliness has to be other humans and specifically the government that's the most that's like a great application of secularism. Mm-hmm. That, that, that the only hope that you have has to be someone else. And it has to be someone that you've... Well, actually, it actually also shows that everyone has knowledge of God. Because they know that the fix isn't someone that is near to them. Mm-hmm. It's someone that they've never met before, who's in a high position of authority, who they'll never meet, and who they think is going to do all this stuff for them. Uh, so really, they know that they need God, but they're afraid to uh, to admit that. Well, they're suppressing that knowledge. Thank you, Cornelius Van Til, <laughs> for the lesson in apologetics this morning. But um, can this guy get lonely? This guy is not allowed to get lonely. Okay. No, okay. actually, it's it's in his job description. Or yeah, he has to be lonely. He's never allowed to talk to anyone, and so that way it puts him in the mindset. Mm. Fight fire with fire kind of thing. Yeah, Stop. yeah. Fight crushing, crippling depression with more crushing, crippling depression. He can only ever Zoom call. Two negatives make a positive. Right? Yeah, it's government-subsidized sadness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. So he's sense. he's like, guys, he Zooms into the meeting. He's like, look, guys, I'm the one who understands loneliness. Yeah. Because I'm lonely. So lonely. It's my job. It's my job to be lonely. I'm paid to be lonely. He actually also committed suicide, right, in uh, October. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is a post-mortem title given to someone who, they were like, well, this one was really They made a shrine for him. He was, yeah. He was the loneliest. He was the loneliest. So he's the minister of it. They had tryouts. Yeah. (laughs) They had tryouts. They did, like, background checks of all all the people that were. How many friends do you have? That's terrible. None. I cannot think of any. <laughs> Hired. <laughs> Usually I only do these impressions for my wife in private, which is a good idea. This sounds like Attila the Hun. <laughs> I feel I feel privileged right now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a mistake. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm your wife. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, we are all on a really big couch right now. Yeah, sitting three abreast on a couch. I want you to imagine that. I'm going to photograph this just so everybody knows that that is not the case. We're sitting in a triangle. 
and just take a quick selfie and smile and selfie oh the flash oh. was on the useless selfie cam flash ignited okay there proof it's not always useless we're sitting in the dark so i mean that's a good thing yeah <laughs> okay from the photo you can see not true i cannot Once see again. Again. well the, the flash was on so in the dark to recap right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's that's kind of all that there is that is absurd so japan and the united kingdom now has a minister of loneliness yeah and that's really messed up it, which you said the uk appointed theirs in 2018. 2018 they were really ahead of the curve they deserve a pat on the wow. back. Hey, the U.S. is not that I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything, but 2018, that was, what, two years before the pandemic started? What was uh, going on there? It's, all I'm saying is it's not COVID-18. Yeah. It's COVID-19 I mean, it for a like, reason. all the time, right? Isn't it just like... Oh, yeah. It yeah. was glorious, actually, if you like drinking tea and... And being, being lonely. sad. <laughs> and being... <laughs> no, and it, it, it sometimes rains so much that we would, like, build boats in the gutter because of how much runoff there was. So that's that was like, uh, that's kind of have you ever read It? Yeah. Yeah, that's just like at the beginning a of lot It. Like Did that. you also get your arm ripped off by a clown in the sewer? Because that would be a no. really big coincidence. I, I did not. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Stephen King stole mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's, he's pretty derivative of <laughs> yeah. my childhood. <laughs> I saved an entire town <laughs> by by destroying it. <laughs> Ooh. Don't, don't read that story, kids. It's... The ending is particularly bad. However, what you should read is The Shining and The Stand. I'm going to put the shameless plugs in because some Stephen King books are so good, mm. but they're all scary. His short story Ooh. craftsmanship is... Yeah, is he supposed to be like a super good short story writer? He's, a, he's, incredible. he's yeah. written like eight short story collections or something like mm-hmm. that, and they're all good. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. His short story work way better than his yeah oh i agree novel sized yeah stuff like the mist so good oh man the one about the painting where you keep seeing the guy following yes. you until he kills you that's i the just one gave of... it away i'm sorry you had like 25 years <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. this guy this painting kills you yeah pretty that's much. the whole story mm-hmm. well i'm shocked to learn that uh yet another stephen king story involved death what? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh get creative, King. Come on. What a what a noob. What a noob. <laughs> I could do better. Well, uh yeah, that's So that's that. We're gonna be of course the Biden administration administration is gonna see that and think, that's a great idea. Yeah. We should appoint another transgender. A transgender man. one. Because they're uh, it's one upmanship. Yeah. Virtue signaling. Which by the way, the whole thing about this the assistant health secretary being a transgender man cracks me up because their whole movement, you know, they want like women in power. Yeah. And it's still right. it's and they still got a white dude. man. <laughs> right. They got an old white man <laughs> as president, an old white man as health secretary. <laughs> you tried. You tried. And you failed. Uh, That's the cake that I would get you. Yeah. You tried. You tried. <laughs> like the messed up star. You tried. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It, it, we were talking. Was this before we started recording the man on the on the basketball team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the man on the basketball. Yet another team. example. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. They're gonna win. Hey, they're gonna win state though. Oh yeah, they're definitely gonna win. They're gonna nash. They're gonna win the the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll beat the NBA team for the uh, under fourteen women's category. There is this local uh, sports writer I will not name, local to Utah, who writes about the Utah Jazz, and he was criticizing the Utah government for 
putting forward legislation to ban biological males from participating in female sports, which it's like actually the Mormon cabal. Yeah. The secret Democrat Mormon cabal actually did something semi-reasonable yeah. with that idea. Good for them. <laughs> he was like just, you know, talking about how oppressive it was. And I'm like, dude, you of all people know the absolute dominance of a elite male athlete yeah. over – even other normal men. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> come and he was, it was I had to leave. So I had to turn off the app. Did y'all see the that congressional hearing with the I guess it's the guy who's gonna be attorney general or something? Mm-mm. Where okay, well they were oh, asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they asked him, someone asked him, Do you think that it's okay to have a female sports team made up completely of transgender males? And which is a great question. Yes. Yeah. Supernatural question. Yeah. And wow. the guy said, "What did he say? Like, he, that's he a really that's a really difficult question. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm it's not really going to be complicated. I'm not going to be is able to answer that though? this time." And he and then the guy was like, "You're going to be Attorney General. You have to answer yeah. this. Have you seen Space Jam? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the plot of the movie Space Jam. Yeah. Is that ends up being all aliens? I mean, basically. Yeah. Once." Once one of them is allowed, oh yeah, the then, whole team will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a fact, right? Because transgender males will be so much better at women's sports than so the women. So I was thinking about this wow. too when you mentioned the special, or when you mentioned the Olympics. I thought of yeah. the Special Olympics. I'm like, what's why stop there? Yeah, why, why can't I identify yeah, as yeah, yeah. Men- mentally handicapped? Yeah, exactly. Like Jeffy Dahmer from The Ringer. If our identities are infinitely malleable. <laughs> I just caught up to what you said. Yeah. <laughs> then, then why are in principle? Why not? You know, yeah. why can't you identify as a man who needs to take a lot of steroids? If I identify yeah. as black, will Coke hire me? Actually, to be yes. like to just, be like CEO. Just try to be less white. All right, that's the whole thing. So, going back to what you said about the health secretary being an old white guy, like. If this just gets taken to its uh, to its end, then yeah. Coke will hire a white man to be CEO because he identifies as a black woman. <laughs> That'll be the most woke thing they can possibly do. A BIPOC. Yeah, a BIPOC. A BIPOC. All, all the BIPOCs. Yeah. He'll he be like... Identifies as all of them. Like I'm, Kamala Harris, who is, yeah, depending on the headline, suddenly right. African-American Indian, African-American. When I was a little girl, I said, I have a dream. And then Martin Luther King stole it. <laughs> Jeez. So, all right. So, hey, how about Kamala some, Harris is fake news? How about yeah. some? <laughs> how about some good news? Speaking of news, news. Uh, yeah, guys. So I have some better news. Um, that's good. That's good. So here we go. Um, we all are familiar with the Iron Lung, right? Mm-hmm. So I yep. think one of my favorite public school for sure. It was taught about pretty heavily for some reason to me. Yeah. Like that Weird. was like a thing. Like in I don't know if it was in history class, but it was like a good month, I feel like we were just learning about <laughs> like the iron lung. Do you want to know where I learned about iron lungs from? Yes. Exclusively? I do. Wikipedia. SpongeBob SquarePants. Really? Oh, okay. Wow. Because well. there was an episode where there was an iron lung and I was like, yeah. is that what they look like? Hmm. Education. Private school. Private school. Private school. In my Latin class, we were watching SpongeBob dubbed to Latin. Yes. <laughs> and the Iron Lung, Ironus Lungus. Yeah. So the Iron Lung. Um, I don't know why we spent so much time in school learning about it because it'd actually be Ferris Lungus. But uh, 
So this guy, whose name is Paul Alexander, uh, contracted polio uh, when he was a young lad uh, in 1952. He's now 74 years old. He has spent 68 years of his life inside of an iron lung. No. Yes. Uh, He's one of the last remaining individuals alive who's still This is the good news? It is, because here's the deal. Um, I'm waiting. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty tragic. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And bummer. Over. Now that we think about it. Um, No, so he was able to, um, you know, through the battles of living in this iron lung, somehow finish out school. And uh, he actually got into law school, uh, got his juris degree. I think that's what that's called. His JD. His JD, and was a practicing lawyer for, like, he had a career. All right. Wow. Uh, From the lung? (laughs) I feel bad for laughing about this. But imagine, like, a courtroom scene and it's getting really intense mm-hmm. and then you look over and like the defense attorney is basically just a big piece of metal he's in an iron lung yeah you'd have to be pretty heartless to rule against him i know yeah, you would. Yeah, i'm you not would. trying to be a jerk but that's a funny image well what's kind of funnier and again not trying to be a jerk right but it, there was a, a story in there about how he got wheeled into class uh-huh <laughs> and he talked about like how like other kids like made fun of him. <laughs> Come on, other kids. That's just yeah, Stuart. Like, that's too far, man. Although, if you are like actual friends with somebody, the way that you show your actual friends is by making fun of them. It's <laughs> true. So I could see like being legitimate friends with this guy and giving him cheeky nicknames. But it's like, but it's the difference between me coming into your office and being like, "What's up, you serial killer," <laughs> versus me coming into your office and being like, "Hey, you have a girl voice." Or like your Japanese and then like is, throwing is a tomato at you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this maybe wasn't as. Uh, no, as I think it's an incredible story. Kindred uh, spirited. It shows. <laughs> I mean, triumph of the human spirit. It, yeah. Yeah, it is actually. That's yeah. That's that's when you text me and you. It should be made into a movie. Right. Yeah. It could be made into a movie. The problem it would be a very the problem movie, with it being but. made into a movie is that all these images that I'm laughing about would be put on screen. Not an action movie though. a rom-com it would be a great rom-com i'm editing this out. (laughs) (laughs) but anyways that's pretty cool that's a really Uh, cool story that's really years in there and he's still he's still alive he's still alive that's awesome Um, yeah Yeah. is he like doing good (laughs) as well as you? i mean yeah but like (laughs) i'm like he's not on his deathbed I guess in a way you always are. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. If you're not removed from the Apple Podcast Store by <laughs> by like Tuesday next week, any of our listeners that may be in an iron lung, we love you. It's it's uh it's just laughing at death is a legitimate. It's okay. It's medicine. It is. We're kind of supposed to gloat over the curse. I so. look. I have a disability. So I can laugh at it. Yeah? I don't have any fingers. <laughs> well, that's an exaggeration. Again, it is see a, the photo. It, <laughs> I have... I don't know how... You can't really count them very well, because the photo's taken in the dark again. But <laughs> Yeah, it's pitch black in here. Um, can you play the piano? Um, no, I took guitar lessons for like a year. No, mm-hmm. can you can you physically play the piano? Yeah. Oh, okay. You could, wait. Oh, that's your left hand. You're, no, that's you're, I knew that's because of your asking. disability. I was just saying, yeah, if I can play the guitar, 
And it's your fretboard hand, or did you play right hand? No, I I played uh, right handed. Did okay. you have to play like the ukulele? No. <laughs> Actually, the reach would be difficult. My mom gave me a violin and said it was a guitar. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, I uh, I did have to go like I had to wrap my thumb up around. Yeah. On. S- um. And I couldn't do bar chords. Bar chords, I was going to say. There's no way. Yeah. Like, it was so pathetic. They make me. some smaller guitars that you could probably excel on. I'm afraid I don't care about it enough to okay. be so humiliated. There's like this Fair. one string guitar. It just looked like it, someone laid a, a baby string. carrot across all the strings. And uh, oh, man. and it was doing a really bad job. Baby carrots aren't good at playing guitar. What Ben is saying is that he can talk offensively about... Right. Because I've been limited. These things because of his own. It's intersectionality. Yeah. Standpoint yeah, yeah. epistemology. Really, I'm saying. the one with authority here about You have to buy two yeah. different sizes of gloves every time you buy gloves. I mean, or I have to sew them. Or, yeah. Dang. Tail, just, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's really sad. Hmm. So, uh, well, anyway, uh, Paul Alexander, he's uh, still kicking. Paul Alexander, and you're a hero. Inspiration to us all. Seriously, yeah. though. Truly. That guy, that's amazing. That guy has some determination. <laughs> He's got some gusto. Could you imagine yeah. just laying down for your whole life? Forever. No. Like, jeez. I'm yeah. afraid I can't. Yeah, I, I, I would just... I like... Like, that sounds terrible, is what I'm... Right. Yeah. Well, hey. Should well... We, should we take a quick we break a from quick one break. of our sponsors? Yeah. They don't sponsor us. Sorry about that, guys. So, maybe we'll get sponsors We're in the hole for sure. You're going to hear about St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy coming up in... relativistic, weak old chowder the pagan world is feeding you and your family? Do you want to train your kids to submit in every facet of life to the Lordship of Christ? Do you want your kids to be equipped with the mind and fighting spirit needed to set sail for Eden and make disciples of all the nations on the way? Then you need classic Christian education. Here in Ogden, Utah, foot soldiers of the kingdom are being educated to be boys and girls, future men and women, who are intelligent and wise ready to love God with all their minds for all their days at St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy, offering kindergarten through 12th grade levels of education to servants of Christ in the new Christendom. Check out St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy and start training your kids in obedience to God. Ahoy and chop chop. Welcome hey, back to welcome. the Side Podcast. Hey man. We're still in the dark. Uh, Old-timey radio voices there. That was elite yeah the yep. bombs are coming hunk it down <laughs> anyways uh so here we are yeah we're this. about to talk about triad crazy uh, <laughs> speaking of japan the triads are here we that are a was triad. topical the that triads was. are among us um so ben what made you what made you feel good this week what made you get up and go mm, yeah that's nice <laughs> give me, give me one right, more. Some joy. Give me one more. What made you? What made you tickle? I did not. That's a good one. Tickle. Tickle. I didn't know stoop. I was going to be here for this. What made me tickle was different from what brought me joy, but okay. uh, I'll go with one of them. I I probably only want to hear one of them, and I don't know if it's the tickle one. But definitely maybe it is. the tickle. Okay, I'm ready. So, <laughs> uh, what made me? What brought me some? It was unexpected joy. Was those are the best kinds of joy? Yeah. Was uh. Car alternators. 
because I had a intense battle with my car's alternator this week. You needed to find like a, a giant 14 millimeter wrench, right? Yes. Yeah. I needed a, not a socket wrench, a wrench. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept being like, oh, just put a socket Here's my <laughs> torque wrench. I'm like, what? Do you think I don't have that or have thought of that? It's weird because everybody here in Ogden sounds exactly like that. Yeah, they all. <laughs> Everyone at Refuge Church. I like sounds how like you're that. talking about the, just the church. Yeah, it's just it's just Refuge. Um, some people would say that that we do talk like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it took probably three hours. So the alternator in a 2006 Honda CRV XE, four cylinder baby. It's a nice trim. Is <laughs> is quite buried. It's under like a bunch of different stuff. So. I took the serpentine belt off, and then it took me probably mm. three hours to get all of the stuff that I needed cleared, mm. which it was uh, that's a lot of stuff because all it is is some bolts, right? Yeah. Like so, three hours of that. Oof. And I had it all laid out and organized. I was like, "This will be this will be awesome. I'll be done with this today." And my wife was out of town, so it was great. I didn't have anything else to do because it's depressing when she leaves. And I got the new alternator, or I got the old one out. So three hours. Mm. Started putting the new. <laughs> this you make, just keep this, just keep moaning. This made you happy. <laughs> so, well, like, mm. I'm getting there. I started putting the new one in, and it had it has three bolts that attach it to the engine block. Right. And uh, I could get two of them in, and then the other one just would not tighten. So what if you just only put two in? I actually did have that thought. <laughs> he thought it. He I, was like, what's I, the failure mode on this? Yeah, I was like, okay, if I put two in, it's not going to go well. I eventually yeah. came to the conclusion that this is probably not a good idea. Although, those bolts are really beefy. Yeah, they are. And, um, like, it probably would be fine. It, the problem is that it's attached to the serpentine belt. So it would be mm-hmm. this, like, really cyclic thing. So that fatigue-wise, not good. It would not be good. No. Anyway, so I was like, all right, I need to put these three on. So I took a break for uh, overnight. Um, <laughs> I ate a bunch of food. I had some whiskey. Josh Radel, our buddy, came over, and we had some beer, and we were talking. And and then I went to church the next morning, which was really required. My soul was in a bad spot <laughs> because of this alternator. Came back and had this incredible idea. I was like, oh, because it was one of the two bolts on the bottom that were giving me trouble. Mm-hmm. But I had the top one just loosely threaded just so it would, like, be aligned. Mm-hmm. Just take the top one out. That way you can move this thing around. Oh, yeah. Like it's jello. Yep. And eventually, it was probably another hour of wrestling with it. Like, my, you know how when you lean over a car and it digs into your quads? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you take a break and you fall over. And your legs are shaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was an hour of that. And I finally got it. And it brought, and it t- brought you a tickle. It, br- it brought me a tickle. It starts in my toes, and it, it and I crinkled my nose. Oh, and then, <laughs> and so then I got all the other stuff in, and then the the last, the last piece of the puzzle was the serpentine uh, belt. Yeah, and I watched this YouTube video, and it didn't look that bad. Six hours later. Yeah, no, <laughs> no joke. I had to take another no. sleep. It had to. I had to sleep again, mostly because I was. By the time I got the alternator back in, I was like, "Dude, I'm. It's it's the Sabbath. I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I want to chill." So I probably could have done it. Anyway, 
I needed an extra long 14 millimeter wrench. Couldn't find one. Went to Home Depot, went to AutoZone, went back to Home Depot. Decided to get a breaker bar, but the largest diameter pipe that I could find was one inch, which was not big enough for the wrench head. Mm -hmm. So I simply took my hammer Mm -hmm. and hammered the wrench into the pipe. Yeah. So now I don't have a 14 millimeter wrench. (laughs) Uh, because it is not coming out. I also don't have a breaker bar. You have a dedicated <laughs> combination of those two things. Yes, I ha- I'm great. It's great for serpentine belts <laughs> on that on on my car, yeah. on my vehicle. Not really for much else. No. Anyway, it finally worked, and I was like, "Wow, I feel really." It brought me a lot of uh, pride, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't done something like this since I was much younger, working with my dad. So I was like, I actually feel really proud about this. No, that, there's uh, there's a solution to this whole situation. The repair shop. No. New car. Own a 2006 Toyota Sienna minivan. Is it right never, there? I replaced the alternator in 40 minutes. Are you kidding me? Ooh. Is it like right there? Well, it's like you. It's like Legos. There's so much room in that vehicle. Yeah. I got inside the engine compartment. I what? repelled down to the alternator. <laughs> 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 you just had to like remove this air intake and flop it over and it's like oh there's the alternator with an incredible amount of room around it what the heck you know zip these three bolts off put another one on not even have to undo the serpentine belt i look like my right hand looks like it got shot with a shotgun because of how tight he's only got one good hand i only have one good (laughs) hand guys it looks like it got hit with a meat tenderizer or something like that. how many fingers did you lose in the process i only lost one finger oh i feel like like two yeah yeah I, the two good ones. That's that really sucks. So we're golden. Yeah, man. That's uh anyway, I was like, this is yeah. uh this makes me feel good about it. I myself. had to replace the PCV valve in my Volvo V seventy. It's mm. a station wagon. It's a man's car. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> I had an X C seventy. Did okay, yeah. Which is the go. cool version of that car. It is, yeah, it's a cool version. That did actually is. The, did it have the turbo in it? Oh or yeah. It was oh, just like did it have the turbo in it? The answer I paid yes. too much for it, and it had a bad transmission, and yeah. the person who sold it to me knew it. But it had a Go turbo. Figure. But it had a turbo. And Did I you was put a – the XCs are the ones that look like the Outbacks, right? Like They're like the sportier version. Well, maybe the newer one. This was not a particular I wouldn't – yeah. The, what year was it? Oh, man. it was. I can't even remember. I would. Yeah, if it's not like 2013 or above, yeah, no. it's not sporty looking. It was the first <laughs> car I'd ever bought completely by myself. Yeah. And – it's like a hearse. Not a good idea. That can do just It looked anything. like a hearse. So when we were living, yeah, when we were living back home uh, in my college town, we lived in this little neighborhood, and I'm not kidding. There was this kid on his bike, and it was like a Dennis the Minutes moment. He, he <laughs> rides by, and I had my window down. I was, like, driving, passing him, and he goes, hey, mister, <laughs> nice funeral mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I so people in Missouri still say, hey, mister. That's what I got out of that story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's like the Goonies. Yeah. And then I opened my door and door checked him. Knocked him out of his bike. <laughs> There's still an open unsolved crime. <laughs> hey, kid. Still a dent in my door. And then he, he's been silenced ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say he's dead, but he's dead. I, I, I didn't see him breathing after I was dead. I, I, I don't know. What, um, do you want, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Boy. So, uh, Stuart. <laughs> what made you tickle? Murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're on the subject. What? What made you go? What greased your gears? Ooh, yeah. Wh- what made you go? You. 
And most of all, what made your heart start fluttering? I can't believe I agreed to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we really can't either. Um, yeah, well, what what greased my gears? Um, yeah. Paper towels. Really? Yeah. Really. What brand? Um, I had Costco brand, I guess. I don't Kirkland. really have. Right it. on. That's a good choice. <laughs> All right. So Brian, what? Uh... <laughs> yeah. So yesterday, uh, we got this baby gate came through the mail. Amazon delivered it um, to put up on our kitchen, right, to keep our baby out of the kitchen. We have this really old 1940s house where we've got this weird like half stairway and then we've got the stairway that goes to the basement so it would be like a double whammy if <laughs> a child <laughs> fell and i'm just not about that so i got a gate right to put up and so this gate i was unboxing it it was it was wound up with like um uh it was tied together with some what are those things called the uh, zip ties zip ties yeah <laughs> tied together with zip ties so anyways i get my pocket knife out my old trusty buck which needs to be sharpened i need to call tom down so did you cut yourself out. Spine I didn't burr, cut myself. Or I stabbed myself. Oh, 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 oh. There's a difference. Uh, so I was cutting towards myself everything that I learned not to do in Boy Scouts. And I got my. Uh, I would have taken a corner of your tote and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's like a, no. It's like training day. When you actually get out of it, it's like, dude, forget everything you learned. <laughs> so <laughs> this thing's dull, right? Like, really, this is a knife I've had since I was like 17. Uh, and I was pulling hard, and it finally broke. Good news. Bad news is, is I stabbed my hand, um, like right between your index finger and your thumb. I don't know what that. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I call that the hermit crab flap. The hermit crab flap. You yeah. have a name for it. One time, my dad, uh, my my sister's hermit crab, like chomped down oh, on, on that there. bit of my dad's oh, skin. Uh, yeah, he ended up having to just rip it off. That's why I call a it really the specific thing flap. to have an anecdote about. Yeah, it is. We were on vacation. Kind of depressed. So there was a lot of blood. Like, a lot of blood. Uh, I bled on the couch. Oh. On my pants. Way to go. Just through the kitchen, into the sink. And, um, yeah, I knew that my wife would not want me to grab a tea towel and ruin her tea towel. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed some paper towels, put a wad in it, held it. I'm like, well, this is is cool. Uh, Now I've got blood on the couch that I need to get figured out. So I sprayed some, like, peroxide on it and uh, wiped all that up. But... As I'm, like, holding this, I'm like, you know, thank God for paper towels. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Otherwise, Paper towels are really amazing. They were invented in 1907. I looked that really? up. Really? Is that yeah. for real? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. What did they do before that? I guess they just used wash a their bunch wife's of towels. towels. Yeah. yeah. No, they didn't wash them. They just used them, threw them away. No. <laughs> Bring this full circle. That is actually the couch that we're all seated on. It's yeah. covered in it is. blood. Yeah. It is. But it's, that's why we have the lights off, so we don't have to yeah. So we don't have to... Yeah. All, and we're all shirtless. This is not true. Uh, that part's especially not, that, that part's part. not true. Particularly that part. <laughs> pants. If you're asking, we'll it, if you're asking, I'll say yeah. We have pants on all the time. Are, are they shorts though? No, they're like 1980s NBA shorts. I have a no shorts policy. <laughs> have you seen like those those track shorts, those 1980s track shorts? That's kind of what we're... I actually want it to be fighting. known. Like what Bruce Jenner won the Olympics in. Those those shorts. I can Was it what that. Bruce Jenner won the Olympics in or what he won the Woman of the Year award in? <laughs> Both fit. Can you okay. remind me, did he actually win the Woman of the Year? Yes. Yeah, he did. 
No, or was it the Bravery Award? Yet again. It was one of the two. Another Both old white important. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> winning the Women of the Year Award. The, and, and they're like, That's like Ron Swanson winning that award. Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. One woman can win this award right. in the whole population of the human race. Let's pick the man. Out of like four billion people. Yeah. They're like, you know what we should do? It's got to be Bruce Jenner. Let's give it to an old man. <laughs> Gosh, you're kidding me. So I just want it to be known. I actually have once seen Brian in shorts. Have you? Yeah. At the church cookout. Out of 10. It, with I had like binoculars and you were in your house. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Out of 10, what would you say? Um, 10. That's wow, easy. Okay. I'm, okay, I'll reverse the policy. I it, it was like making people stumble. Because they were blinded by the whiteness. <laughs> Probably. By the by the sexiness. <laughs> Gonna yeah. edit this out too. Brian's okay. got a book on his uh, his his desk bookshelf called "How to Exasperate Your Wife." It's right and next. It to says why it's how not rule. to exasperate your wife. Oh, it is. Wait, no, it's, it's how to exasperate. It's, your how, wife. it's a how to. It's a how to. And it, it's yeah. got it's a, as a man on the cover wearing shorts. So it's just right. Brian. Yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. Brian. It's, it's it's actually that, a leopard speedo. That is an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug Wilson is my pen name. It's time for the main event. It's time for yeah, drum roll, please. Mr. Brian Sauvé, what made you stoked this week? What what tickled thy fancy? Okay, I thought you were going to say something creepy, so I'm pleased. (laughs) What made you go, ooh? What made you go, hiya? (laughs) What made you have a good Japanese accent? Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, I'd have to say there were a lot of good things this week, but it was probably the recent release of a genre-defying, um, barrier-breaking EP from an up-and-coming artist. What is his name? Yeah, I'm really into this. <laughs> who's that? I don't know if I can... Pr- it's Suave. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Brian Suave. I've heard of him. Yeah, that's right. No, it's me, and it's actually not that. It's not it as is. good as I just said, but... it, it uh, It's it, actually it, pretty killer. We've it actually is had those it things. going on repeat on our... Uh, on our Spotify. This yeah. is all a setup, so now you actually have to go listen to it to determine yeah. whether it's good or bad. So what is the EP called? The EP is called Bright the Rider. Epic. And it is a six-song EP of various settings of psalms and uh, an original hymn as well. It is six. Yep. I thought it was seven. It was going to be five. And then we had that glorious, I threw a recorder on the pulpit one Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And just hit record before we all sang Psalm 23. And man, the congregation nailed it. Was it was awesome. Oh, yeah. so really, really Tiffany, really Tiffany. You can hear Tiffany it. in the front row. And we all did okay. Singing the alto part. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. There are like kids dropping communion cups and it's great. It's glorious. It's so good. Yeah. So uh, that. I was album. listening to that in my car. Yeah, thank you, Stuart. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I'll just cut you off right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to that last song, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then uh, I got a little uh, got a little twinkle in the eye, a little tear in the eye. Yeah, there. it's it's, the, it's pretty Bright special. the Rider has been known to make men weep. I, I, yeah, I, I wept the first time, and the second time, yeah. and the third time I heard it. Um, imagine... As we're sitting on this couch right now, I'm, I'm weeping. <laughs> My body's weeping. I'm sweaty. <laughs> is that what that is? Imagine you are at the black gates of Mordor. Mm-hmm. I do often. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. And 
instead of instead of Aragorn, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Revelation nineteen, Jesus. Yeah. Also, yeah. Reapercheap is there. Yeah, of Cuddle course. is there. Naturally. Um, the hobbits, as they are in the books, instead of not the, the movie. Yeah, F- book Faramir is there. Book Faramir is there, even though he wasn't in the book. But you know, neither was he, he's, he's there. Prince Imrahil is there. Mm. Um, and like, and you're about to go in to Mordor and just like decimate, throw down. This would be the song that plays. You like, it's like Theoden at Pelennor Fields, and he knows he's gonna die, and he mm. just yells, "Death, death, death, death!" death. Which is sick. So good. So good. That mm. is that is the soundtrack. Or this song is the soundtrack to that moment. Mm. It's yeah. absolutely epic. It is. It really is. It's like truly amazing. It's so good. And so, that and the album has been or uh, on Spotify. It's been streamed seventy five thousand times now across all my platforms. Okay. So and it's on like twenty. It's. I think it broke ninety thousand. Whoa! Not just Bright the Rider, but my two. I right. have songs worth singing, and then. Uh, Bright the Rider. Bright the Rider's been out for about two weeks as of today. This week is the second. Well, it's been out for two weeks and change now. I think Bright the Rider's probably about fifty to sixty thousand, maybe wow. seventy thousand. So it's so on far. every, pretty much every major streaming. Yeah, platform. yeah. Uh, it's even on Napster. Really? That hey. is not a joke. It's on Napster. Oh, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no, it's on like all. Of, I don't put a link to that on all my sites because it's like, <laughs> who who uses Nap? I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's up on all of them. So. How many yeah. times has it been streamed there? Like literally a dozen? I don't even know because I don't <laughs> even know how to find the statistics for Napster. <laughs> right. Can so you, can what I get... if it's like a, been streamed a million times on Napster or something and it's big in like the Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool. Or Japan. Is it something <laughs> I could rip off of Live LimeWire? I don't even know what that is. I'm Really? I'm, really? I'm LimeWire? LimeWire if you wanna... was like the pirating music Oh, that's why I, yeah. I'm a If Christian. you hate your computer... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. If I don't you, want LimeWire. <laughs> if you hate your computer, download LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it will kill My your computer, but you'll like, get free What's music. wrong with the computer? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. I wasn't pirating Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, for the for the record, I never pirated music that I can remember. But I, because of that, yeah. I didn't listen to, I listened to like the eight songs I could afford to buy. Mm. <laughs> they you, were all like the doors or something. You know them like really well. <laughs> yeah, they were not that great. Riders on the Storm. I got that one. Dude, down. I, I sat the there storm. in North Lane Junior High Hallway and listened to Stairway to Heaven. Oh, yes. Probably 1,000 times in seventh grade. Although, do you recall the first time you heard Stairway to Heaven? I mean, I do. Mm, I, I was, cried. That was a pretty amazing moment. D- the guitar solo, mm-hmm. I attempted mm. to learn it mm. at one point. Not going to happen. Yeah. That solo, it's I insane. think, is the greatest guitar solo in yeah. the history of guitar solo. I'm I'm going on record right now. Speaking of music, yeah. you know what I was thinking last night? Hmm. I was listening to my album on Spotify, Oof Size XL. Give me a follow. Wow. And uh, it's really good. And one of the songs on there is Crazy on You by Heart. Crazy on For one reason and one reason only. The intro. The intro. Oh, that acoustic intro? That that song has one of the best intros Dude, Nancy of all Wilson time. Nancy Wilson is an amazing guitarist. Yeah, Doug Wilson's wife, Nancy Wilson, was <laughs> the heart guitarist. Little known fact. Um, but what I was also thinking, this doesn't really matter that much, but it kind of sounds like like uh, Boston, mm. like an intro, like the foreplay intro. Oh, yeah, foreplay long time? Yeah. but That was one of the eight songs I had. Yeah. Which is a great song. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that song's like an hour, so. It's so good. What more do you need? And then Telegraph Road by Dire Straits. Sorry, look it up, kids. Dude, Dire Straits, though. 
So good. That guy. I've never heard that one. Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler. He only plays with his fingers. He doesn't use a guitar pick. It's insane oh, how he's. Uh, wow. Incredible. Wish I could. I wish I could do that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> this is a sensitive topic for, for Ben. So uh, hey, go go check out Bright the Writer. It's absolutely incredible. Give it's Brian some time. love. Share it on all the socials. But Brian. Yeah. Down to business. We have some Let's questions for so, you. So, do you want to start out with the questions, or do you want me to start out with the questions? I think, I think you should ask the first question, and we'll alternate. Okay. Yeah. You mean like all of us are going to answer this? Like, no, no, no. You. I don't want to answer this. I'm, I'm not answering about these. Questions. I refuse to answer this. Okay. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Go on. Really appreciate you uh, taking time this morning. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to ask a quick question oh, to no. get this segment started off. Uh. <laughs> What's the gayest thing you've ever done? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I am literally speechless right now. Yeah, you should be. I was warned I might not want to answer all of these questions. And but my, you have to. My answer is, um, let's see. And it could be gay, of course, in the sense of like, that like was dude, really that's gay. Effeminate. Or, yeah, that's, well, that's gay. You know, I think that, hmm, probably the gayest thing that is pretty normal to do, I think something like 87% of young men in the church even participate in this is using pornography of any kind. Yes. One of the gayest things ever. Yeah. And so, you know, before the Lord granted me repentance as a teenager for Mm -hmm. that, I had done something as gay as that. And I just have to say, Young men out there, if you're involved in this, you need to repent for the sake of your soul, because Paul says that fornicators and the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. But also, porn is gay. Yeah. It's the gayest thing you could possibly do. You're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take like one of the most pure expressions of masculine glory, mm-hmm. winning a woman yeah. and mm-hmm. wooing her and marrying her mm-hmm. and committing to her and providing for her and building a house and carrying her across the threshold of my house and making love and creating human life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to turn that into watching strangers on the internet. Right. Yeah. Oh. And it's like gay. Not only are you <laughs> it's gay. You're you're watching strangers on the inner, like strange men on the internet, oh. do what men ought to do, but in a corrupted way. Oh man! Yeah. So not only are you like being totally weak and boyish, it's terrible. But you're also watching someone do it in a totally weak and boyish way. Yeah. So, and it's it's yeah, and it's a gay. And like, it is. Yeah, like nine so, times out of ten, a man is involved in that video. Yeah. Uh, so like it's they, gay. The, the, they did not expect me to answer this question, yeah. and now I thought you passed. Yeah, now this we're going. This is a better. We just better threw answer. down. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is, there is hope for you in Christ. Repent. That's right. You do not have to struggle with that for your whole you life. And also, you should not because Mm-mm. it's really wicked. Yeah, that's the worst that we've kind of said. Like, yo, yeah, it's just something normal that guys are just going to deal with their whole lives. Like, no. Or, or they think Repent. that they're victims. Yeah. They're like, oh, I really struggle. Like, I've been afflicted with pornography. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you idiot. You're the one doing (laughs) – you're the one pressing play. Just don't press play. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got a question. You got a question. Okay. Uh, Some of mine are music-themed. Okay. What's your favorite hip-hop artist of all time? Oh, favorite hip-hop artist of all time. That is difficult. 
because they're also good, wicked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I would have to say whatever the artist is that's rapping in the verse of Jesus Freak. Oh, um, I saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like Mama Lay Jell took me a while to catch what he said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my hip. Woo. Not really. I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, so <laughs> you know. Let me see if that's I the can. Closest. Who's in? G- who's in DC Talk? So Toby Mac was in it. It could be that guy. Shocker. He was my first concert I ever went really? to, and it was not good. Mm-hmm. Michael Tate, Kevin Max, Toby Mac. Um, I'm not trying to be racist. Okay. <laughs> well, Michael Tate is the only black guy in the group. Okay. And I think that he was the rapper. So you think he was the one who spit that verse? Not because he's black, because I yeah. actually do think that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just saying that because that's he's not black. That's okay. not what you implied. Fair. I, I know. I know. I said that wrong. That's why I'm trying to clarify. Um. All right. Hey. You know, hey. Bl- beautiful eulogy, Aaron Ventura out of Moscow, Idaho. That tag, actually, tag him in this episode. Yeah, that actually good. is really good. Yeah, I've been digging that. Also, Andy Minio. Uh, the collabs that he did with Josh Garrels were pretty awesome, mm. I thought. I, I've not experienced that, so I'll have to yeah. check it. I don't know anything about him, but those songs were cool. Well, BT Dubs, Josh Garrels alone, too, is just also quite yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, good. Brian, what's the best thing about being a father? Oh, best thing about being a father? You know, it's probably that you get to participate in something that is, like, when you do the math, is going to be affecting the world for ever like five kids so far three boys two girls and like if they all lord willing continue in the faith and have a couple kids and man like three or four generations from now there could be tens of thousands yeah of us yeah somewhere downstream so that's cool it's just like the ultimate um what's the word force multiplier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so i'm I, i'm gonna go on record with that also kids are just fun yeah yeah, yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. better than cats way better than cats yeah. ladies like you don't even know Did you say ladies i said ladies i'm just assuming that we're talking I'm, about cat moms. i'm talking about my cats oh you're talking about yourself i okay. guess that's he's, the gayest thing like, i've ever done <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about cat moms that are like yeah i went on a vacation pornography is one thing but liking cats apparently liking is cats is not really... as bad but it's on the list i'd say it's number two easy <laughs> okay it's definitely on the list all right um i have i have two more okay what hairstyle do you wish you could pull off but know that you can't oh easy baldness Really? Like yeah. Dan Burkholder? Really? That guy. Yeah. I have thought about that. Just go bald. Just for myself, often. Like I, I don't plan to. Like, yeah, like, are you going to be one of the guys that even if, like, you're losing hair, mm. you'll, you're going to keep you're it? You're just going to cling to it? Yeah. No, like I th- the monk I cut? think at that point, you just admit it. And you go bald? You embrace hats. Oh. And baldness. <laughs> but I, this is going to get personal, but I have a lot of moles on yeah. my body. And I wouldn't know because we're in the dark right now. <laughs> oh, God. We are naked, but we're and in the dark. no, 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 and clothes. <laughs> I also have moles on my head, so I'd be self conscious about just like my giant moly head. Okay, no, I <laughs> totally relate to that because so my hair's I'm really I'm 26, and my hair is the thickness You've of already? like a 60 year old. Mm. Like you my already hair, lost your fingers. Wow, now that I know, I've already it. lost my fingers. Like my hair's really thin. You're taller than me, so usually I don't get to. But see. like, look at. 
like this. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. super thin. Yeah. So I'm in my grand. Both my grandfathers were bald, as mm-hmm. far as I can remember. So it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. But my head is covered in moles. Oh yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It's so weird. And one of them is like blood red. You could be hideous. <laughs> Within five to ten years. <laughs> one of them is like, imagine the reddest thing in the world that you can imagine. Okay, the, the eye of Sauron. Go on. And, okay, yes. <laughs> and there's like a little like two millimeter dot on my head that is that red. How do you know that you you guys have moles in your like how do you Well, know I used to get buzz cuts when I was a kid. Uh, okay, well. And I and yeah, yeah. chances are I've only gotten more since then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. One of them is like really big. It's right mm-hmm. here. Yeah, but I guess I just have to get them removed. Medical technology, though. Yeah, you're probably going to be able to have an afro. In I need 10 to get years if you. Well, want. so that would be the answer to my question for me. Okay. Is yeah, an it's an afro. Yeah, I've always that's wanted true. That. That's a better answer. That's a really cool. I have this is really the absence of cornrows are also pretty awesome. Cornrows, yeah, yeah. I have a mole in my chest, and every time I pick my baby up, uh, and I I don't have a shirt, she's like she tries to reach for it. Yeah. I I'm have a like, mole on my chest, and at night it talks to me. That's you should get that checked out. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's like a Stephen King short story situation. Yeah. Well, what's your well, next question? Well, that uh, said, with that being said, Brian, what's the hardest part about being a pastor? You know, I think I'd I'd probably say that if 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 you take off of the plate, mm-hmm. just your own weaknesses, mm-hmm. because you always like being a pastor. There's so many things involved that you know pretty quick like what you're not good at Mm -hmm. uh, in the range of pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, some guys are really gifted teachers, but they're not as good at, uh, like, I don't know. They're, like, not the best guy in the next to the hospital bed type of thing. And then there's some guys who are just really good at that. They're just okay teachers, that kind of thing. So taking that off of the thing, because that's probably the real answer is just, finding out how mm-hmm. not good you are at certain things. Um, and also, plurality of elders. <laughs> that's yes, why that's important. Yeah. Key. Yeah. Um, I think it's that you you just have to have thick skin because you have so much. I can't think of a week in recent memory without some, you know, serious criticism mm-hmm. or um, charge or mm-hmm. uh, complaint. Mm-hmm. And, and th- that's fine. Like, that's just being a pastor. You're going to have to deal with that. But – you also just get them from opposite sides. So so you're, you've got one guy telling you, like, if you don't do this, you know, say, insert really conservative view, and I'm very conservative. It's hard to find people to the right of me. But, you know, then you're an apostate and a hireling, and you, yeah. you know, yeah. hate the Lord, and you're in this for the money. Literally. And then on the other side, you'll have somebody who's like, you're just way too strong on, you know, this thing. You're way too – let's have unity, and why are you being so particular about this view or this – cultural thing or about men's and women's roles and and, and so you have like both of those mm-hmm. at the same time and you're going i have to wisely answer and the answer isn't like in the middle right it's right. what does the what does the word say yeah. yeah um but that can be that can be difficult and and that tends to happen like right at the there's like a law that the the email always comes either saturday night right before you're, <laughs> you're going to go preach <laughs> or monday when you're off, yeah, and you're just like, oh, I'll you know see what's happening on right. Twitter this morning, and then you see the email, and you're like, oh, I'm now going to be distracted for the next yeah yeah 24 hours thinking about this person, another person who hates my guts and wants me to die. So how how, how have you learned to? This is sort of a side question, I guess. How do you how have you learned to kind of cope with that 
to where it doesn't um and maybe maybe you haven't to where you're not <laughs> thinking about it it's not ruining your day but you're also giving it the the thought that it's due where you're, you're at yeah. least considering valid criticism yeah um mm, that is tough i feel like it, that's a tough balance it is because you have to care but you can't uh like stake your identity and your emotional well-being moment to moment on it. the answer at the end of the day is to fear god and love his people obviously like you have to yeah. fear, fear god not people um i think plurality is another good answer to that where you just say i got this thing i know i'm going to forward it to the elders and we'll talk about it yeah and then i can just kind of it's going to be dealt with properly it's not just going to be me um and then the other thing is you just have to learn to um, not ignore, but you have to learn to quickly weigh some of these things and put them off. Mm-hmm. Not put them mm-hmm. off like mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal with that, but put them off like for the time. That's not real. Like right. that's oh, not a yeah, legitimate yeah. criticism. This yeah. person, um, like, uh, okay, this person bringing this criticism has you know two generations under them who are apostate and don't know the Lord, mm-hmm. and they're giving us really pointed pastoral advice. Like this is how you should pastor. Right. And you can just say, "Why would I listen to you? Yeah. Right? You have terrible fruit. You in haven't your even life. led You're your not own a family. Christian. <laughs> yeah. You know why would I listen to yeah. you on this? That's like ethical and Christian elementary school. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to give pastoral advice about, you know, say like calculus. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. pastoral calculus, like yeah. these complex wisdom issues in the church. So that's another thing that can help is just not. You don't have to give every critic the the same weight mm-hmm. and also you don't have to not everybody gets to have a a seat at your table you right know? Yeah. you can say i don't have to learn from you yeah. i don't have to be you know under your authority i'm under the authority of the elders i'm under the authority of the word yeah and you know in this world everybody on the internet thinks that they can be your mm-hmm. yeah, authority yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're like who who are you? I don't know who you are. Yeah. I'm just not going to give any mental energy. In 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 that tier of like, oh, is this on the internet? Someone who's not even here, right? Yeah. I'm not even going to think about what you said, probably, because right. there's probably a hundred of those people every week. I'm just not even going to think about that, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Cool, 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 cool. All right, I got one more. Uh, we all, well, I'm with child. My wife is with child, Excellent. but we all have kids. Yeah. I'm not with child, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear. I'm not the second pregnant man. Um, And we all want to be, you know, blessing our children, Mm -hmm. uh, even even explicitly with words. Mm -hmm. What blessings have you found in Scripture that are that you really like to to pray or or speak over your sons and daughters? Yeah, for uh, my sons, the the one that we tend to use a lot. Uh, may you, um, like, may the Lord train your arms for war that you might bend the bow of bronze. Mm. May make your feet like the feet of deer and set you up on high places. Um, that kind of thing. My daughter, I, I, a lot of the time will pray, may you become the mother of 10,000s and may your descendants possess the gates of your enemies. That's, that's a, a big one. That's, a, that's one that I always forget. I dig that. Cause one. I, I'm having a son. Yeah. So I like to do the, the treading on the high places and bending mm-hmm. a bow, but I don't have a daughter yet, so I always forget that one. Yeah, but I, re- whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's so good, so good. 
so good because it's like countercultural at the same time. Yeah, I want my my uh, daughters to think, yeah, that's that's success. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be the mother of ten thousand. I'm here success. to bear children. Yeah. yeah, like I'm going to be a glory to my husband. I'm going to be um, the mother of not just like people, but also people who are going to be Christians who are going to possess yeah, yeah. the gates of their enemies yeah. and um, that sort of thing. So there are more, but that those are. Mm, those are go-tos for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are good. Do you have anything? Um, I do. I have okay. uh, just a couple more, um, and I think they can tie in together fairly easily. Um, one, I ask you this as a brother uh, in Christ, mm-hmm. but also uh, just in your position as a pastor uh, here at Refuge. How do you balance your time between pastoring and shepherding the flock um, and your family? Hmm. Yeah, that's... That's hard, and um, there's always one of the difficulties with that is that everybody in a congregation, we're not a huge church, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. not a huge church, under 200 adults, um, with and then another like 100 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but every single one of those people might think like, "What's the big deal if I ask Pastor Dan or Pastor Brian? Like, can you meet?" In a non-normal time. Like, I yeah. work Monday to Friday. Can you meet um, Thursday night? Yeah. Right? It's like, what's what's two hours? If my pastor cares about me, like, wouldn't he do that on a Thursday night? And the, the reality, though, is that if you say yes to all of those, or even a tenth of those requests, mm-hmm. then you are absent from one of the most important times for mm-hmm. the culture of your and discipleship of your family, yeah. from dinner time yep. on, you know, why didn't he answer my call uh, at 5.30? That kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's tough to handle because you want to be a good pastor, and um, so for us, it's been uh, setting aside the time off as like trying to make it time off, trying mm-hmm. not to be um, taking calls mm-hmm. or answering texts or answering emails. And right now with our schedule, that's actually kind of tough because I take Monday off and. Monday is a high communication day because it's right after Sunday. People are thinking about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of emails and things, and I might not answer them till Wednesday or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes even a week later mm-hmm. if yeah. they're not, you know, like yeah. pastoral emergency stuff. Um, so it is tough to balance, like, expectations mm-hmm. that people might have, forgetting that there are a lot of people mm-hmm. and, um, and that the thing they're dealing with is, like, the most pressing thing in their life at that time yeah. usually. So setting that time aside is important. Um, we're ch- we're still trying to f- figure this out, mm-hmm. yeah, um, for sure. Keeping evenings mm-hmm. is tough too. So you know we try to guard a lot of the evenings and be together for that. We try to have regular um, dinners and like weekly Sabbath feast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you just have to, as a pastor, especially if you're a younger pastor, like I'm thirty five kids, um, you have to just realize that you're not going to have the same size plate as a pastor, as I will, Lord willing, in 20 years. Yeah. Right? When my kids are grown, right. for the most part, well, depending on how long we keep having kids, which could be the, a long time. <laughs> now that I think about it, I could still have like an eight-year-old. But, uh, wow, we're a 10-year-old. Okay, 40 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you just can't play the comparison game. And, and one thing that I, I always, like Lexi and I always talk about, is that I just think was um, was a, a normal pastor in New England in the 1730s a good pastor? 
without being able to immediately communicate with everybody in the flock yeah, yeah, digitally. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, He might see someone on Sunday, and then they would have to walk to his house. <laughs> yeah. Or he would have to walk to their house to get in touch. Yeah. So, like, is it okay to not immediately text, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And not immediately do, you know, call back or that kind of thing. And it is okay. Yeah. It uh, doesn't mean you're a bad pastor. Yeah. But also having, you know, having a... Uh, people help like mm-hmm. Ben, <laughs> saying thank like, you, handling some like <laughs> logistical things. That's right. that's overdue for us. Uh, Ben's a deacon candidate for those of you who don't know, and he's helped me a lot. So um, that helps too to just have somebody. Michelle at the church, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. handles a lot of like routine communication. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot um, because that is an area where I'll fail. Yeah left to my own devices it, mm-hmm. it is in handling the volume of communication and being timely about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. It's tough. Yeah. I've, I've just found myself, I mean, to like with my own vocation, right. Yeah. Uh, and we're all like working from home and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. these days and everything, but, um, same sort of deal. Like you hear like the word intentional thrown around in the mm-hmm. Christian world a lot, but like, it really is about that. I think just being intentional with your work time. Yeah. And making that your work time, no excuses asked. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think it's like count. just uh, discipline too, though. Absolutely. I think I think that might be a better word because Allie and I just had a big discussion about mm-hmm. this same subject. Um, and yeah, it, it just comes down to if I'm going to be a good husband and a good father, mm-hmm. then I want to model discipline for my kids. Yeah. Which includes going out on my mission as a man. Yeah. But it also includes being really disciplined about coming home and, uh, and when I'm home being fully home. Yeah. I don't think we yeah. can miss the home aspect because that's something, well, I think it's something frankly that's been missed for the past, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years. Um, definitely the, I think the boomers missed yep. that. There seemed to be emphasis on work or other successes outside of the home. Uh, you leave your family behind and your wife to take care of things. And you know, then you wonder why your home life is in shambles. But, um, so last yeah. question, yeah. um, what do you picture Ogden, Utah looking like in the next, you know, 50 years from now, 50 years from now. Okay. Let me do the math 50 years from now in a Christian perspective. What generation will we be in? So we're first generation in 20 years. Our kids will be coming into their childbearing years. Uh, yeah. So. I'm hoping for like a lot of grandkids in 50 yeah. years maybe even starting the great grandkids 25 years from yeah at about the 50 year mark we'll be hitting great grandkids yeah status so my hope i would love to see uh a presbytery of churches in the, along the wasatch front that would link like logan north ogden uh, you know, we're in Ogden, Layton, Bountiful, South Salt Lake, Sandy, Draper, on yeah. kind of thing. About 10 churches and um, that are like-minded mm-hmm. and doing the, the holistic all of Christ for all of life work that would include everything from um, education, educating our children Christianly, uh, approaching vocation, Christianly, the family, Christianly, and um, and out of that there'll be all sorts of things that that come about in the world of arts and you know um, even vocationally I think of something like lure what those guys are yeah, doing yeah yeah that's a vocational but arts overlap so 
in 50 years, I think it'd be realistic to see that at least be underway, that mm -hmm. work of – because that would reach like 90% of the population of Utah. At least within driving distance, it'd be possible to – you'd have a, a home base. Yep. And then I'd also like to see the school, uh, like a, a flourishing school, but maybe even like a district of schools. Yeah. Uh, they talk in Moscow a lot about not wanting to be uh, like Christchurch and Logos School. They talk a lot about not wanting to be a mothership model mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you have just one huge thing because that's actually kind of fragile. And yeah. It tends to cults of personality. Yeah. Uh, I don't want there to be like two or three guys in Utah that are like the guys for this. Yeah. It'd be far better if there were 40 or 50 yeah. men yep. that were the product of what the Lord's doing in, you know, here and in other like-minded churches um, to bring that really long vision, optimistic eschatology kind of um, mm -hmm. Christianity. Read post-millennial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> post-millennial and um, not scared to apply the text to all of life. Yeah. yeah. So very like a yeah. Kyperian front. Yeah. On the Wasatch. And I don't know. The thing is, you, you you have to understand. Like we have to understand that there is risk in this, and that there's also the Lord's will that's far beyond right. our sight. And so we could fail. Like our school yeah. could fail. We could fail. We could not grow as a church. That's totally possible. We haven't in the last two years, that's for sure. Uh, like you you are always preaching people in and out of the church right. uh, when you're doing what I just described. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we could fail. That that could be that that's not the Lord's will. Yeah. And that'd be fine, too. Like, mm -hmm. I don't – we're not – our success – again, like, we have a long vision. Our the, – the thing that God might do with us is nothing that we know of, or maybe he's – you know, there'd be two or three uh, – kids that grow up here and mm -hmm. that they go and they do something far beyond what we're yeah. doing. But um, just trusting the Lord and aiming for the right aims and then plotting towards them, mm -hmm. trusting him with the results. But man, I would love to see, I'd be so excited to die <laughs> with anything approaching yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. happening. And, yeah. and just like our kids mm -hmm. knowing Way more than we know, yeah. having way more discipleship, sure. not having to deal with all of the things. Like having people tell them about, again, like the pornography thing, having yeah. yep. parents who are like, nope, we've been through that. Mm -hmm. I know the doorways into that. We're going to close those doorways for you. We're going to yeah. disciple you. If you get it, like obviously we're, we teach our kids repentance and faith mm -hmm. when they yep. sin, mm -hmm. but um, Christian education, that kind of thing. Just, man, I would be so excited. Even if it was just not even close to what I just described, but, but still that being the vision. That is yep. the track, you know? Yeah. It, Cause it could be a long time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, I'd be so excited. And hopefully it is a, a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. 500 year plan is yeah. a Christian Utah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We want to be pretty much. It's a far forgotten. more stable foundation than a tomorrow plan. Yeah. Where all of this happens. Like oh at yeah. Once. Right. You can't, it just, you can't do that. I, I, I want us to, succeed by creating uh descendants and also sp spirit and i'm not just talking about our own children but f spiritual descendants yeah like, through evangelism mm -hmm. and conversion of the mormons and conversion of the the pagans here mm -hmm. um to see our descendants in, in both of those senses just far surpass us mm -hmm. so that we're just kind of forgot we're just forgotten forgotten they they just yeah. keep going and they're um like just way way beyond that would be great our level of maturity and fruitfulness and um man 
That yeah, like that would it, it would be so cool if if my son or grandson was so much better than me mm-hmm. at being a husband and a father and a man that his descendants just sort of forget that I ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Because I know me. Mm-hmm. Like I know my failings mm-hmm. and there are many. Yeah. So to have like that would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having that vision helps us clearly define all right, well what are we going to do today? Yeah. So that we can get there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when you have the long-term aim of your life, you know the the, the mission that you're aiming towards that's beyond anything you could accomplish in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. It helps you filter through all of the decisions of your life. You're like, yeah. I yeah. don't, I'm not going to do that thing vocationally, or yep. I'm not going to move here, or I am going to move here, or I am not going to do this because I know what I'm for. So, <laughs> what's going on? I, you said you said move. And oh. I was like, just looking. <laughs> You're at subtweeting. Yeah, I was subtweeting. You're visually uh, subtweeting. With my eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and some people will move, and that's okay as well. But right. you know, it, that could be the answer for some some people. Yeah. For example, yeah, but I think that's to so cool, Ogden. We all know, like, before I moved here to uh, Ogden and started coming to Refuge, I knew the what, you know, I knew what mm-hmm. I was supposed to be doing yeah. every day, getting in the word, praying, being with my family, all these things. Um, but I didn't know the why, the why. necessarily. Yeah, it was big. I didn't have a vision. Mm. And I think the why keeps us grounded. Yeah. It yeah, because that vision in mind, really the thing that you do today is if you're a wife, you – make the meals and you fold the laundry and you, yeah, because you make are, a home. And if you're a man, you go do your job faithfully and you yeah. love your kids and you love your wife. And, and we're only human, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're only, we're only man. So and have a joyful, gonna, fun dinner table. Yeah. There's going to come <laughs> days though, where you're going to go down to the computer and start working and be like, Bleh. yeah, I am ready Today. for this to be over. Right. Yep. But the, why gives you the, why am I doing this? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that money you make is not for you. No. It's yeah. for, generations after you mm-hmm. yeah we're to die unto ourselves yeah literally mm-hmm. um yeah and what i like about that is it's not just because a lot of the message to christian men has been die to yourself and what that means is don't do anything that you want to do yeah and that's stupid yeah that's right. not yeah, yeah, a yeah. biblical vision right it's dumb what you should be hearing is die to yourself so you can do what you actually want to yep. do mm-hmm. because you've let the scriptures inform that mm-hmm. What should you want to do? Mm-hmm. And you find out that what you should want to do is actually pretty glorious. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I can die to buying a new truck yep. because I know that I'm going to do something far better than that, which is leave an inheritance to my children's yeah, children. Yeah. And so I'm going to drive a $1,000 truck with a <laughs> hole in the tire. <laughs> yeah. With well, scheduled uh, flat you know? tires. <laughs> scheduled flat tires. But you have this thing to when you're dying, because mm-hmm. the, the biblical – vision for death burial and resurrection isn't just death period right mm-hmm. it's death burial resurrection mm-hmm. yeah so you die like like a farmer sows mm-hmm. and then y- you don't die hoping for death right the farmer doesn't <laughs> yeah. put the seed in the ground hoping that that's it he's like look i just lost jo- one seed. job done cool <laughs> no he does it so he can get a hundred more seeds and yeah. that's the thing right. like and that's not prosperity gospel that's just being a yeah. fruitful right. man and that's not what theodon was talking about right he was screaming death oh when he was screaming exactly. death he was screaming we're about to go do what we're supposed yes. to do yeah and we're gonna and rest in the us. halls of our fathers we're gonna water the fields of the pelinor with our blood so that a civilization of our children mm-hmm. can grow up out of it yeah and we're gonna rest in the halls of our fathers in whose presence now we will not be ashamed mm. there you go that's right Theoden, king Theoden, man yeah way better in the books way better in the books Well, hey, on that note, should we go into the quick little final word? The final word, yeah, let's hear it. All right.
Gutters that are clogged to the brim with leaves and dirt, a nasty driveway that needs a good pressure washing, and a sidewalk neck deep in that fresh Utah powdered sugar. Guess what though? Everybody has these things sometimes. Luckily, a man exists whose sole purpose it is to rid your home of these fell problems. His name? Joseph Haller of VDMA Maintenance. Visit his website at www.vdmamaintenance.com and let Joseph decapitate this dragon for you. Are we on? Okay. <laughs> okay. The final word today comes from Psalm 24. It's verses 1 through 7. Oh, I'm sorry. Psalm 25. 25. That's, yeah. that's my B. That's my B. Verses 1 through 7, though, is right. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love. For they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Brian, yeah, thanks for thank Brian you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Thanks guys. for giving us your time. It was memorable. Yes. <laughs> if nothing else, it was memorable. Um, uh, guys, go forth this week. Crush serpents with a smile. That's right. Now we can turn these lights on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put my clothes back on. <laughs>